We keep them down here. There are some simple rules which we insist you follow. Do not touch the glass. Do not approach the glass. You pass them nothing but soft paper. No pencils or pens. They have their own felt tip pens. No staples or paper clips in their paper. Use the sliding food carrier, no exceptions. If they attempt to pass you anything, do not accept it. Do you understand me? Yes. Above all else, never forget what they are. And what are they? Friendables! Two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter. Oh, uh, welcome. Yes, hello. Again, have a seat. We need to talk about something difficult. Yeah. Uh, the 2007 film Hannibal Rising by Peter Weber. Now, the big question is, have we seen it before? I went in saying 90% sure I had seen it before. Yeah. 75% sure Laura had seen it with me. I, I, I think I said I recalled bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I was wrong. With the exception of I'm pretty sure I remember the boat scene at the very end. Yeah. That seems familiar. So I think I did, but I am somehow less sure I saw it before after having seen it <laughs> again than I was walking into it the first time. In the memory, the mind plays tricks on your sure. memory when memories are hard. If we try real memories hard, memories are we'll, like a knife. They can we, hurt you. <laughs> if we try real hard, we'll just forget that Misha ever died. Yeah. That's all we need. That's it. That's pretty much the entire culmination of Hannibal. Uh, there is no Anthony Hopkins in sight. No. There is no Mads Mikkelsen in sight. Nope. There is Gaspard Ulliel. Who is a Christian Bale, American Psycho, Patrick Bateman lookalike. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> a little bit. Uh, he passed away actually this year. He, he there was a skiing oh. incident. Yeah, oh, no. the youngest of all electors is no longer with us. Aw, not too bad. I mean, the movie was not well received. I don't think even if you were still with us, he'd understand that this was not number one line on his obituary. Can I be frank with you? Yeah. Uh, it was a real stinker. It was a real. Bad movie. For the first few minutes, I was like, oh, the production value is kind of neat, and the photography is kind of neat, and this right. this is believably a World War II sort of scenario, yes. and I was I was into it. Then the, there's the airplane that crashed into the cottage. Yeah. And I think I even yelped out loud at that point, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's bad CGI. Yeah, yeah. And you it did. never recovered. Heard you all the way from my cell, which yeah. is the next one over. <laughs> never recovered from there. Thomas Harris wrote the script. Yeah. Uh, it did stick pretty close to the books. There's some changes. In some dumb ways, it didn't. There, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Lecter makes a full-on jailbreak from his orphanage. Yeah. Where in the book, it's like, oh, your uncle's come for you. Right, right. Like it needed to be an action sequence all of a sudden. Yeah, and I think part of it was like they didn't cast the uncle at all. Like well, I think, I yeah. Think they, I think they condensed for time because that was a long two-hour movie. It was. And it was a 250-page book, so, like, I don't know where they found all that. An hour into it, I was kind of done. You know, when you're faced with something that is not the best, and your mind kind of wanders to keep yourself safe from the things that are happening around you, you know you know how yeah. that happens? Um, I started to wander and think about this was great propaganda for killing people. Cinematography was great. They had that cute little cottagecore kind of house, and they're like, look what you can get if you just succumb to murder. 
and just be a killer and eat people. Um, it was it was real like it did not do much to tell me not to do that. Right. So I don't know if that's a plus or a minus. The but it sure was there. But it also kind of tried to make a Batman Begins out of Hannibal. Yes, like it was very origin story, but yeah. in a superhero sort of way, which is wild. Here's the your here's your cut. There's even the long shot of Lecter looking at the muzzle. Yes, the pre-muzzle muzzle. He makes a costume. Yeah, and and it's like he needs a cape. I I don't know what's going through this guy's head at this point. There's a lot of big, dumb movie things decided yeah. in this. Like, the book we dragged pretty hard for just being unnecessary, but there was never a point where I was like, oh, this is this is dumb and cheap, other than just the idea of explaining Lecter right. away. And not just letting Lecter be. Like, they were really like, oh, it turns out it's traumatized war orphans. And I'm like, no, actually... There's a lot of traumatized war orphans. Very few of them have become cannibals. Maybe Lecter was just always a monster. I'm sorry, I'm just like rehashing old wounds. Yeah. Um, here's here's a list of things I was able to distract myself with during <laughs> during the course of the oh, film. No. Today, Paramount took the stage at uh, Hall H in San Diego and released uh, a lot of Star Trek information, which mm-hmm. is another podcast for us. Uh, but I, I, I deep dived into that when all that mm. news was coming out. I played uh, two and a half rounds of pinball on Pinball Party <laughs> in, uh, uh, in Apple Games. <laughs> and I did a little bit of a look-see at the IMDb trivia page. Okay. Some interesting things. Not many. A few. Just a few. In fact... As I'm looking at it, I have four things, and no, actually three, and I don't think two of them are all that interesting. The only thing I was like, oh, really? And I'll, I'll widen the lens of this question. The guy who plays Lecter seems mm-hmm. like a fine actor. Oh, yeah. I don't buy him as young Anthony Hopkins no. ever. I do. I did like the casting of Lecter's father. I thought Lecter's father had very Hopkinsonian eyes. Yeah. I bought that guy as Hopkins' dad more mm-hmm. than I bought Lecter Which as Which is kind of a Lecter. shame because he's only there for like a minute and a half. Right, right, yeah. But various other actors read for the role of Hannibal Lecter in what was destined to be sort of a bomb of a movie. The one I was most intrigued by was a young man by the name of Hugh Dancy. What? I knew that was going to get a reaction out of you. What? Yeah, he read for... He was well, going to be Baby Lecter? Was, well, he at least read or for read the role. Or read for it. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He, tro- he put his name in the hat for the yeah. part. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. God, that would have been wild. I mean, it would have ruined certain things to happen later. Would have made them better. Well, I don't think he would have been playing Will Graham if, oh, he, had, that's true. if, if he had already played Lecter. Baby Lecter in this. Yeah, I think that would yeah. have... I mean, they could have done a supernatural switcheroo. I guess. <laughs> I think that's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm referencing like how the actors actually went in for the other the, the cross parts. Mm-hmm. And they got hired for like, how about you play the other brother? And they were like, all right. That sounds great. Other actors who read include... Hayden Christensen, which, okay, okay, I mean, bad guy, younger, why not? Let's roll the dice again. Yeah, maybe I'll pay off this mortgage, too. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I don't blame him for looking for work. Yeah. And then the one I found most intriguing, who actually I think could have pulled it off and might have actually been a more believable younger Hopkins, Macaulay Culkin. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. 
Oh, I like that idea. Also, I, I feel like, have you seen some of his most recent work? It's, yeah, wild, yeah. Uh, it's, he it's doesn't just, do much work anymore. No, no, yeah. but like he, I mean, he's got a, a viral YouTube yeah. uh, thing happening. And like, I'm like, you know what? You are Lecter unhinged. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Yeah. I, he could have done fantastic. And yeah. there's something in adult Macaulay Culkin's eyes that I think would have at least been more believable as, certainly as this version of Lecter. Yeah. And it's clearly meant to be in canon with Silence, Red Dragon, and, mm. and Hannibal. I would have gone with Macaulay Culkin. Uh, uh, yeah, I would have too. <laughs> I think we miss, dodged a bullet without... Yeah, the, it yeah. would have changed too much, I think, and... That would have been such a weird aesthetic to kind of come back to if it was Hugh Dancy and that he's playing Will Graham. That'd be a weird thing. I mean, not impossible, but yeah. This was absolutely in the book. Like, I realize now watching the movie, they're like, no, that was in the book. Uh, But I didn't realize how stupid and gross it was. Right. Um, Like, lingered on, lingered on just uncomfortable cutting of flesh. Oh, yeah. Like, there was definitely had that very, like, torture porn vibe in this movie. Mm -hmm. But um, when they're eating the bird. Yeah. Was just like, wait a second. Why are you eating an uncooked bird? Just like, just rip it into it with your teeth. You are, you clear, you already had the scene where you're making a fire. Are you not gonna fucking pluck it and eat? Like, I, I don't, I don't get the whole, like, I have to just like go to town on this bird feathers and all and just like bleh, and spit out. But, but like, that's in the books. Cause they talk about how he has blood and feathers on his mouth because he just bit into the bird. And I'm like, wait. Why was that in the book? Yeah. Why was was any of this happening at all? Why was any of this happening? Yeah, it picks up a little bit once Lecter's actually hunting the the guys that do it, but it it takes forever to get to that point. And not even for a high art film, I could point to uh, X-Men First Class as a better monster goes hunting for Nazis that harmed him Yes. story. Like, oh, I, yeah. I think that pays Actively off a lot Actively root for Magneto no matter what. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. You mentioned sort of the grossness of it, and it's odd that it's gross on animal yeah. bodies, but, like, but falls short on humans. I wonder if they just didn't have the special effects for that. But also that focus on grossness seems like a reflection of what horror movies were in the mid-2000s. That's true. This is trying to buy up... It's trying to be Batman Begins meets Saw. Yes, yeah. And none of that has anything to do with what we Mm -hmm. came here for. Right, right. Yeah. Like, the decision was clearly made, and I... I mean, I guess I respect you for that, but I don't like the decision you made. Like I said, it's not even like, oh, the book was better. It's like, no, the book was also kind of bad. The book, like, and some of the stuff they did, I was like, oh, I guess I just rewrote that in my mind when I was reading the book because that's super dumb. But that is close to the original text. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I mean, it was there. It was film. I watched it. Yeah. I don't, I've watched it, I think, twice. I'm reasonably sure I'll never get to three. Yeah. If somebody has it on, I think I might walk out of the room. Yeah. (laughs) The DVD case was wild. It was a blockbuster (laughs) exclusive. Yeah. yeah, complete with it. it. Still had the blockbuster case that had like the 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 hole on the side of it for the security tag. Kids, yeah. ask your parents. Yeah, I just I don't know if I have much more to talk about this yeah. movie. There's one thing, but um, 
We still have some time till a commercial break, but... We could go early to the commercial break and fill Act 2 with whatever else we have. Yeah. Okay. I'd say let's go to that commercial yeah. break now. <laughs> it's time for Eris' Recipe Corner. Put it in your mouth. Meat. Woo! Which is funny because um, I actually don't have a meat recipe for this one. So like I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of we talked a lot about like the main dishes, a lot of meat courses, a few kind of like m- maybe more lunchy kind of sides. But this one's actually one of my favorite recipes, and it has no meat in it at all. Um, because it's no bake cookies. It's especially good for summer because they're cold. So they are no bake cookies. You do not have to turn on the oven. You do, however, have to use your stove. They start with uh in a a good size pot. I usually tend to do a non-stick pot just like you'll you'll see in a second see <laughs> this is a podcast you'll hear about it in a second um but i'll do a non-stick pot i'll do just shy of two cups of sugar so like a cup and three quarters of sugar half a cup of milk an entire stick of butter it does help if you kind of like chop it up first because we're going to eventually melt this and then a quarter cup of unsweetened cocoa powder all of that is going to go in the pot you are going to turn that up to high until in stir vigorously until it starts to bubble and then you're going to let it bubble for exactly one minute this is the very stressful part i am so sorry and then you're going to immediately take it off of the heat you're going to add in three cups of i tend to have better luck with doing the quick oats um but you can do old-fashioned roll but that's going to have a less cooked quality to the oat uh, when you're done with the cookie so it's actually going to be like kind of a little bit on the crunchy chewier side as opposed to the cooked which gets more uh, the quick oats tends to be actually cooked more so it gets softer this is where i choose violence you can either do a cup of peanut butter i like to do a cup of sweetened coconut flakes oh um and i'm getting some looks <laughs> I'm getting some looks around uh around the hallway. Uh, I, I'm Is this guessing... gonna taste very coconutty at the end? Yes. It okay. Will then taste yeah, like... I'm actually with Z. I, yeah, yeah. You, you will... lost me. Yeah, I, I like chocolate and coconut. This tastes like an almond joy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a, a tablespoon of vanilla extract and like a big pinch of salt. Um, if you're doing the peanut butter version, I also recommend doing another tablespoon. Or a little, a little shy. Kind of like take the tablespoon, but don't fill it up all the way. Of uh, ground cinnamon, if you're doing the peanut butter route, I do recommend doing that. It just it adds a little uh, spiciness, um, like not spicy, but you know what I mean, er, like a spicy herbiness. Anyway, um, but yeah, I choose violence, so I do coconut a lot because I like that. Anyway, so you put all of that into the now off the heat. A pan you stir it up really fast and then on a wax lined baking sheet just kind of glob them on um i will do like basically circular discs make them cookie shaped as opposed to doing them perfectly round because in the oven normally cookies will flatten but like this you like it's just gonna stay there how whatever shape you do and the flatter gives it more surface area so it will cool off faster and it makes it um, faster to eat because usually I have no patience for these things because uh, I'm like I'll cook it and I'll like hot like it's it was boiling and then when you're done you put it in the freezer and you're supposed to put it in the freezer for like a good half an hour and I will usually make it to like about minute 11 <laughs> where I'm like all right we're cracking into these babies now and it'll still like literally burn my tongue because it's like not enough time to cool off but I'm like I love it it's so good oh my god yes no big cookies put it in your mouth <laughs> 
And that was Eris's Recipe Corner. If you put meat in your cookies, you're weird. We thank you, listener, for joining us on this episode that we're barely interested in ourselves. <laughs> you might find other fine podcasts on PartyApocalypse.com, including The Holodeck is Broken with myself and Eris and Producer Z. Hey, Producer Z. Hi. And occasional guest producer Laura. We are in the middle of season two of The Next Generation in our rewatch. They air Fridays directly before this show. We also have Beyond the Cabin in the Woods with friends of the show Donna and Kenzie and Debbie. They joined us for our Hannibal episode. We Well, I'm on that show. And uh, Eris joined us for our, uh, the second part of the yeah. episode, uh, also dealing with 2001's Hannibal. They wheeled me in on a little dolly cart and a straight jacket and everything. It was it so was fun. It was delightful. Yeah. They air on Love the... going out. <laughs> they air on Fridays the same week that we air. Uh, and if you're listening to this as a brand new episode, we will be talking about Jordan Peele's latest movie, Nope, this upcoming Friday. I actually don't remember what our schedule is beyond that, so I couldn't give you a preview of that, but I'll probably find more out more about that tomorrow when I record the episode of Nope. Other great things at PartyApocalypse.com, including books, blogs, movie reviews, The Fourth Wall in its entirety, and As the Myth Turns in its entirety with Producer Z and Eris. Woo! Eris, do you have anything else to plug? No. Then we will go back to our episode. <laughs> even know what that jingle is from <laughs> i just made it up i copyrighted it it's fine <laughs> <laughs> the the other movie that it's trying it's trying to be batman begins it's trying to be saw it's also trying to be a little bit indiana jones when he escapes yeah. the school he's got they got the map thing going i'm like oh yeah very just very calculated we needed a hannibal lecter product and, and no, no care given to it, nothing on any level. From yeah. Thomas Harris, who I admire all the way down, and Peter Weber, the director, made, I think, The Girl with the Pearl Earring, which is a well-regarded film. You know, the cast has done other things that are lovely. So this is not a subpar company of professionals, mm -hmm. you know, fail, failing to meet any kind of standard. It's it's really people cashing a check. Yeah, yeah. It's not that they aren't trying their best because there is some decent acting in it. Decent acting, some decent good, photography. Yeah, good photography. Uh, the good sets set are design. Yeah, the, costumes the locations were great. are very nice. Gong Li, is, I think, is actually quite good as Lady Murasaki mm -hmm. in a very understated way. It wasn't a passion project for anybody, yeah. and it kind of shows. Like sometimes you can fake passion, and because you just need a paycheck. No, I totally get that. But this one was like. Too many people were not faking it well enough. And now you're just yeah. like, I'm just here watching some people get paid for their job. And I'm like, I guess that's cool, but it's not entertaining right. for me. It wants to be a World War II epic. It wants yeah. to be a globetrotting adventure. It wants to be sort of a weird, erotic confusion story with your aunt. We'll get to that uh... in a minute. And of all the things it tries to be... And a, a superhero story. Oh, and a, yeah. And a, yeah. Uh, in, in addition... Complete with a mask. Yeah. The one thing it's not is a serial killer movie. <laughs> yeah. Like you had, it's, it has everything else checked off but the one thing it should have been. You had one job. You had and I one think job. In, in our... 
a discussion of the book, we talked about how it would have been cooler to see the Chesapeake Rip- Chesapeake Ripper years. Right. You could have had Will Graham as an ancillary character. Right. He could have just showed up at the very end like, hi, I'm new here. I'm right. looking for this Shrike fella. Yeah. I, that's not how Will talks. <laughs> no. In the books, maybe he did at that point. Yeah. No, he talks with a real heavy Louisiana accent. <laughs> yeah. It, it goes out of its way to avoid being a serial killer movie. Yeah. Which is a weird tactic to take yeah and i think i mean that's i mean i don't think thomas harris i think he knew in a way that if he made a serial killer because like the book was like this the book was not even really a serial killer book it was just like i'm trying to explain this story but in a way that they never asked me to do it again yeah because like if he had made a serial killer movie if he had done like chesapeake ripper there would have been seven more Hannibal Lecter novels because we would have talked him into it. You know, yeah. instead he was just sort of like, I'm done with this. What if he fucks his grandmother or whatever? His aunt. <laughs> that gets to it. I, the reaction I had is that it, it seemed like Lady Murasaki was a, a very young bride for yes. Robert Lecter. Which I do think is at least supported in mm-hmm. the novel, if not straight out canon. Which made me feel temporarily less icky about about Hannibal and her hooking up. Yeah. But then I, I landed there. I was like, no. This you, is still so weird. There was a moment, like, when they finally kissed, I was like, excuse me, ma'am, isn't, aren't you still his guardian? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was just really, okay, and also, like, this is more in the book than necessarily, strictly speaking, the movie, but the, the movie also, like, used these uh, things. Mm-hmm. So, although I don't think that they named her ancestor in the movie but in the book he's date uh date masamune mm-hmm. With, and also she's murasaki shikibu mm-hmm. that's kind of like saying okay we have some japanese characters so it's the japanese equivalent of like i have some french characters so this one's gonna be joan of arc and her ancestor is king arthur <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, like they're and, and the thing is, is that like there are common Japanese names. So like, pick one of those. Don't pick like the most iconic. Like, you literally named your character Joan of Arc. Okay. Oh, and she's directly related to King Arthur. Cool. I guess. I okay. Well, let's go with that. They could have picked anything else, <laughs> and they went with that. Is it honoring her? No, not really, because although I guess they did try to do this weird tail of Genji vibe with Hannibal, but it's just it's just not working. Did you catch? I'm going to stop talking about the book because there's nothing else for me to talk about this movie with. I got a few more movie things, but keep going. The when he was doing the ink wash paintings and then signed it with the with the Japanese like mm. symbol word for seven eternities. And I'm just like, is this another white guy pretending to be a Japanese guy to sell art to other white people? And I'm like, yeah, this exactly is that. Like, like I, I mean, I guess he can work on Marvel now. But uh... anyway, yeah, so I just noticed that. I'm just saying I saw that. I saw it and I'm mm-hmm. still not okay with it. <laughs> Talking more, <laughs> talking about more Murasaki. The, the the subtitles that the DVD had were real bad. Uh, no, they were real a, bad. There was a real. There's a part where one uh, of uh, the like yeah. sex slave Gruda, people. Grutus is is uh, being terrible to one of the sex slave right. people, which is just thrown away in the movie. By the way, right. I guess it was like kind of added in, just be like, just to remind you, he's an asshole. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah. Um, 
and, and it, she, she reacts in some way, and the subtitles say Murasaki sighs. I'm like, oh she's not even in the goddamn she's scene. Not there. Yeah, I guess it's like, well, it's a it's a sexy lady, so I get who's not dead, so it's got to be Murasaki. And there were and there was a long stretch where. Hannibal Lecter's name was misspelled. Yeah, I feel like I'm podcasting a lot about characters' names being misspelled lately, and the the phrase Murasaki pants <laughs> several times, and I just thought it was funny because I just I get a pair a of Murasaki pants as a verb makes me uncomfortable. As a noun, I love I'm, it. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I would buy a pair yes, immediately. Absolutely. If you just Google Murasaki pants, and if it comes up with like literally anything pant related. Got it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it right now. <laughs> the ending is bad. Yes. In this movie, like the explosion of the boat, fine. He gets his revenge yeah. on all that. That's that's fine. He disappears into the night, which doesn't make any sense because they're like it's not like he changes his name. No, he, he... like they're, they're gonna find him. <gasps> I know. He's so findable, and then the la- he's like the son of a count. Like right. he's like. On, like he, pro- I mean, they probably he probably has a wiki page, right? Though, like, oh yeah, I mean, I, I know. Granted, it's like 1960 at this point, but like, he will have eventually a wiki page. Like, oh yeah, Hannibal Lecter, the only son of blah 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 Lecter, who was killed in World War II. Also, she didn't get that sick dive off the boat. Like yeah. the book, she was just, just like, well, you know what, Hannibal, you're a fucking monster, so I'm sp- I'm outie, and she just like jumps off the boat in this beautiful dive and just swims away in the book. And instead in the movie, they're like. Let me have a man rescue me. And I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess, I guess the, the cop can rescue you. Uh, and then he kills the one last guy that was left over because the plot forgot about him. Yeah. He's uh, in Canada. He's in Canada. And he, in theory, he's heading to Baltimore to begin. Like, really, the last shot should have been him at his psych, psych, psychiatric practice. Right. Yeah. Just or, And the door closes. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Uh, also. M.D. We have no idea why he decides to keep on killing. This yeah. movie straight up sets up this whole, oh, it's revenge for his sister's death. Right. And then he kills all those people. Right. Who was responsible for his sister's death. And that's like it. And so I'm like, like, so there shouldn't be a Red Dragon movie. There shouldn't be yeah. a Silence of the Lambs according to this movie. It, it, he, yeah, I mean, it hints to the fact that he's so far gone as a monster that Murasaki can't have anything more to do with him. But it should but have been. But that's just the end of, that's a, that's a bad breakup. It yeah. happen all the time. We should have had more of him in Baltimore. And then you see, like, somebody who does something rude, but not unconscionably right. awful. Right. And he just. Like, like, there should have he's been gone. Yeah. more serial killer-like musing, yeah. manifestos even, yeah. of him going, it's my God-given right to eat. If people are going to prove themselves to be pigs, then I will eat them like the pigs they are, and I'm yeah. doing a service or whatever. Like, like, we, like, right now, all we have is, I guess you're done being a serial killer. Whoops. I guess you're not. Like... I, I don't... The only worse ending somehow is just throw the timeline away and he sees, like, a little kid starling when he gets to Baltimore. Like, that is about the only I... worse ending I can think of for this movie than what we got. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. And you know there, it was discussed. There is an alternate universe somewhere where Hannibal Lecter did not become a serial killer, but instead became a cop. According, like, like the whole pop ill yeah. right in the middle, where it's a whole, like, oh, you're going to be a doctor? Like, don't ruin your hands. Like, like, turn him into me. I'll be their justice. 
And you know Hannibal's like, I'm in a formative stage of my life right now, and I'm going to take that to heart. I'm going to be the world's greatest detective. With my own mind palace, just like Sherlock Holmes. But like that creepy and killer-like. Bad movie. Bad movie made in bad faith. Yeah. Pretty. It was a weirdly pretty movie. Yeah. Until the end, when it Until just sort end. of unravels. Like, the, the closing got, like, credits dark. are very, like, oh, I found this JPEG, <laughs> and I'm going to put the, the titles over it. And that's, like, clip art kind of vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, not every movie can be good, but this one, it was not made with the goal of being good. Yeah. And that's the problem I think I have. Yeah. Like, you know, these things happen, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's not even campy good. It was like... No. They were like kind of trying, but kind of not. And it was... It's, I don't know, it's a weird middle. It's a mediocre movie. It's perfectly mediocre. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it below mediocre. That's but true. Yeah, that's, it's super yeah. bad writing, but like cinematography yeah. wasn't bad. Like, this yeah. wasn't bad. This wasn't bad. But it was just vastly inferior writing. It just... Yeah. It was all over the place and had no direction. Yeah. But the source material... Oh, well, that was doing that was many reflective, favors. Yeah, yeah, of the source material. So there's that. So I think, with not much more to say, I, I oh, oh yeah, the music wasn't bad. The score I kind of like. Okay. It had a lot of reflections of the score of Silence of the Lambs. I yeah. thought in the melodies yes. and that sort of thing. I thought that yeah. was a nice touch. See, like there was like a lot of stuff they did right in the movie, but it just like was unfortunate. The main foundation was so crumbly. Yeah, that's all I got. Goldberg variations. Woo. Yeah, I mean, but everybody can do Goldberg variations, including this show. Yeah. Public Woo! domain! I think we're going to wrap it up from there unless we had any aching thoughts about this movie. I imagine that a few minutes after this recording's over, I will have deleted it from my memory. I, it's I, like it didn't I, even happen. I got to sit down to write a, a review of it for the site, and then once that's done, the movie disappears like vapor. Yes. Yeah. You can just use that, like, memory storage. Use that whole room in your memory palace for something else. Yeah. This was just a temporary setup. That's why you only got the cardboard cutouts, because immediately we're throwing them in the recycling, and we're just putting new furniture in there. Yeah. The metaphor got away from me. It did. <laughs> and that's okay. Sometimes <laughs> things get away from you, including the Hannibal Lecter franchise. Next time, we will continue our sink into the crevasse of uh, the Lecter uh, <laughs> <Gross>. mythology. <laughs> Uh, with the one and done season, uh, very recent, uh, mm-hmm. of Clarice. Yeah. I have watched it all. Er- at this point, Eris has not watched all of it. Not it's, a second. It's a very bland show. Uh, mm-hmm. It does have some interesting things to say about the aftermath of Silence of the Lambs, but okay. that's really in the second half of the season. That's yeah. my preview of my thoughts on the show. Uh, I think when everyone heard that American television was going to be doing a... A, a t- weekly TV series based on the writings of Thomas Harris. This is what I feared. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that can't be any good. Right, 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 right. But thankfully, we will be uh, corrected on that. And thankfully, the the the, the, the Hannibal Lecter franchise didn't stop here. It moved to TV and got better. Yes. Much better. In fact, it is my preferred... Uh, Hannibal Lecter delivery system. Slight... Um, not exactly anachronistic. I guess it's slightly anachronistic because they actually modernized it. Because yeah. it, it, it does make it clear that this didn't happen in World War II. It's like right. he's, he's older or slash younger. It's or clearly the, yeah, the, it's clearly 2015-ish. Yeah, yeah. These um, but I, I think it's the superior, 
I think it, it it's it's much like it was like a Klingon rewrote it. That's mm-hmm. just gonna be a little throwback to, to our other podcast. Of another show. I think it's gonna be the strongest adaptation of Red Dragon, to be sure. Yes. And And Hannibal. And and Hannibal, yeah, no, really? th- there's no way to get around that, but it never touches Will Silence Graham of the Lambs. makes a wonderful Clarice. He does. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? does <laughs> so we will just see you next time for clarice and we're gonna cut this interview short oh no i hear is that yep yeah. oh he's here with the cart okay okay bye bye, bye. no party on the face <laughs> <laughs>